trouble. This is definitely the crew for this, especially for this episode. I'm, I'm into it. Brother, Joe Smith, how'd it go, man? Uh, good. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, so the race shortened it to an 8K instead of a 10K, uh, kind of toward the last minute because they didn't want to make people run in the mud, which was a little upsetting. That's kind of lame. I kind of wanted to, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I kind of wanted to run in the mud. And then like the last, it was, uh, the last like 800 meters or so of the race was on this weird, like really loose limestone gravel. So it was like running in the sand. And so my mile time split went from like just tanked in the last like 800 meters just because it was such a different running surface. Terrain, yeah. That's crazy. Man, the mud probably would have been, I mean, just as difficult, but I don't know. It was different. But my my pace was pretty great, 727 over the five miles that they made it. So Great, man. That's awesome. Did just over 37 minutes, which, I mean, I was tracking to go about 46 minutes on a 10K, which I wanted to do 50, so I crushed it. You crushed it, man. Yes. That's why I wanted wanted to wait to talk to you about it on the podcast to hear the results live. Yeah, uh, (laughs) no problem. You were busy yesterday uh, hawking your wares at a horror convention anyhow. Yes, I was, but I I, I always think about – Think about the Lifting Dead Army, bro. I was thinking about you out there, man. So I'm uh, I'm glad to hear that. And um, I'm at work on your new program now. So you should have that very soon, my friend. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, one thing that I don't know if you've ever done a long race or even like a shorter race like that, but it's uh, when I'm <laughs> when I'm doing it and my dad's been a distance runner, you know, his entire life, too. And I think that's kind of where I ended up getting it. But uh, he thinks about it a little differently than I do because when I'm out there, I, I put myself in what I call the slasher mindset where okay. everyone in front of me is a victim and I yeah. just need to totally pick them off Dude, and I usually just target people and try to, uh, and just, you know, pick the next person, try to catch up to them and pass them and then just don't let them pass you again. So that speaks to me on a deep level, Joe Smith. <laughs> Michael Myers out there. Yeah, there was at the at the very end of the race, uh, probably within the last like uh, 100 meters or so. What my big goal when I realized it about halfway through, no one had passed me in the race. And so I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to let anyone pass me now. And right. so if they did pass me, I would take them over. But it didn't happen the entire race. And in the last like 100 meters or so, I kind of felt this presence behind me. <laughs> And then I started to hear these footsteps coming up, which sure. forced me to turn it up into a higher gear. <laughs> and the person didn't pass me at the end. And the very end of the race, uh, the kid, I, I mean, he had to have been in his 20s. Uh, he just looked at me. He's like, I was trying to catch you at the end. And I was like, no, I heard you coming. That's why I didn't let you catch me. <laughs> it's all mental, man. That's that mental strength and fortitude that we develop around here, brother. Like, yeah. I, I love hearing that, man. That, that's the thing, man. That's it's it's the mindset going into something like that. I think that that's ultimately way harder than the physical, like just running. You yeah, know? yeah. Which it felt good um, to uh, do something like that again. Yeah. It was first, you know, bigger event uh, post COVID, I suppose you could say. Sure. 
the company did a really good job of like really spacing things out so people were uh spaced enough apart i don't know they did a really good job they were very very yelly they yelled at a lot of people for not wearing the masks very yelly <laughs> yeah yes which is like i mean you kind of want to see companies like that and you know the initiative to uh be safe about doing stuff like that because it's the only way events like that are going to really be able to go off is if the company who's in charge is you know taking things seriously so yeah man nice everyone's in a weird spot it was like that yesterday at the horror convention too like we only allowed like one person per table only allowed certain many people in at a time everyone had to wear masks it was like and they were pretty tight about it but it's like what can you do you have to like listen and be tight about the rules or not have the event at all so right got to roll with the punches sure. how are you feeling today are you sore at all you I seem like to be in great spirits yeah. yeah, my calves are a little tight, but you know, nothing that uh, you know, a little tennis ball roll in action won't won't take care of. It's more stretching, but good. No, I feel pretty good. A little tired because yeah. it didn't let me sleep last night. But other than that, I'm good. I'm not worried about you, Matt. Then this pro the new yeah. program will beat you up. Good, great, <laughs> great. Adam Gorak, all the way down there from Australia. We got the crew today. We got it's boys' day on the fucking Sabbath Sunday podcast. So let let's hear from you. How are you doing, dude? What's Good, up, man? How you doing? I'm awesome, man. I'm happy to be here. I love how your name is the pocket-sized Dwayne Johnson. And just <laughs> yes, so you know, that's that's funny, but that's not true, brother. You're the full-size Dwayne Johnson around here. I don't know, man. I got my merch out too, eh? No way. <laughs> we need yes. I love that. I love that. I got that for Christmas last year. We're this is gonna this is gonna be a thing. I'm, I have ideas for a design for you that's gonna yeah. I'm not I'm not even gonna say it on the podcast, but it's gonna be a thing. Just just be prepared for a do. I will, man. For a do for your Dwayne the Rock Johnson mashup with you. Yeah, that's 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 a thing that's about to happen. Uh, yeah. How's your lifting going? How's your life going? What up, man? Ah, uh, dude, my my training has been really really good. Six weeks out, dude. Six weeks out. Nice, man. Feeling strong? Yeah, man. Um, Thursday, because we had to push uh, push back my training session with my trainer from Tuesday to Thursday because of work, obviously. But yeah. uh, Thursday, we've done a really good bench session. Cool. Really good bench session, yeah. So um, it was really, really good. Felt good, too. I can probably... I got the workout here on my phone. I can probably quickly read it out to you guys if you want. Yeah, the people want to know, man. Yeah. So the program that I've been doing for a while now is called a 531 program. Okay. You that. Yeah. So we're just working off percentages. So we do uh, two warm-up sets at five reps at 45 and 50%. So that's... 45% is 43 kilos and 50, 50% is 47 kilos. And then for your working set, at 60% for five reps is 57. 70% for three reps is 66. And 80% for a single to failure, which I got two reps out of 76 so kilos. Good for you, man. That's awesome. I like how we have like an endurance athlete a power lifter and then like me the crazy the crazy yogi person in the middle of both of you this is this is a this is a good dynamic i like are you motivated 
like by numbers like that like when you train like do you like knowing like 60 percent is this and like that you know what i mean yeah it's just the way how he's got it um all yeah. planned out for me anyway it's all on the app so it's all yeah. there for me now and like so, i like that and that's why i, th I think power lifters i mean obviously you're fucking crazy like anybody that wants to lift that amount of weight like that's the goal like you have to be a little bit nuts it's, it's awesome that that's great my mind yeah. though doesn't work like that like i don't care about like numbers and percentages i just go like totally by like feel and things uh, most of the time unless i'm programming specifically for somebody but i why i don't think i ever could got into powerlifting like super seriously you know i don't know just sharing whatever <laughs> <laughs> everyone's all fucked up and different but no it, it's a great sport and like yeah. the comps the comps is just full of energy so it's fun that's good, man. Good to hear. It. And you definitely listened to uh, Never Say Die during that great workout session, didn't you? The whole, the whole yeah, three times. Three yesterday times. Yesterday at work. Yesterday at work. Last uh, Saturday night when I was having dinner. <laughs> I can't tell if you're fucking with me or you're serious. No, I'm serious. You're serious? I love I'm you. serious. I was had it on at the same time when I was cooking and eating dinner, so... All right. Well, before we dive into it, let, let's let's talk about what do you think about it now, knowing that, that you, went in with, you went in with an open mind that I forced you to do and listen to it that many times. It's not. I, I, let's start by let's start this. I don't think it's even close to being one of their best. But no, I don't think it's so many times to get it. <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as it as everyone says it is, though. I listened to it this morning and my biggest takeaway from it this morning was tony iomi's got a fucking rad mustache in 1978 that's about all you need to know man <laughs> yeah. tony iomi, the evolution of iomi's mustache is huge especially as yeah. we get into the 80s when tony martin's the singer and like the weird eras of that there are fantastic pictures of uh, iomi with like leather uh, what like uh, shoulder pad jackets and like the handlebar mustache and the curly hair yeah. the whole thing it's just like goals it's what i want to look like when i'm a middle-aged man <laughs> working on the facial hair and you got this i know I, i'm gonna need to inject some testosterone to get the facial hair going i think but it's never been my strong point i'm gonna look like i'm 12 forever it's okay i i we have the spirit of i am <laughs> So what's what? So what was each of your favorite and least favorite songs? And you, if you don't know a specific song, don't worry about it. I just want the to, last track was my was my least favorite, but Never Say Die was always my favorite track. The opening track, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah. Gonna, the, the opening track's good. Never Say Die is a, a punk rock tune, man. That's a that's a heavy hitter. I, yeah. I felt I felt like it was going to be the. Uh, the way the whole album was going to go and i was really hoping for that oh, that first that first song but then it kind of devolves into this strange it's album awesome. where one song is entirely just a saxophone solo and that really just sort of like threw me off and yeah i yeah. didn't know how to feel about that saxophone song at all Right. And I, I still don't as many times as I've listened to this record. And that's kind of what I think makes it a little bit cool is it's like super off putting. But it was recorded, as most of these later records were, at a very hard time for Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath has been through a lot. But this one has been noted to be the worst from the research that I've done. Ozzy was like out of the band for a while. And then 
wanted to join back into the band like three days before they started recording this album. They already hired another singer, wrote lyrics, wrote songs for it and everything. And um, it was, I forget the guy's name. I just had it up. He was, he was in Fleetwood Mac at, at a time. He was just like a, you know, kind of one of those singers making circuits around different bands and stuff. But oh, I guess yeah. contractually obliged if Ozzy wanted to come back, like he was allowed to come back. Like management was like, we're getting Ozzy back, not this dude. Um, whether the band wanted that or not, I don't know. But they kind of like had to scrap everything, put it all together and like hammer this out in like three days. They flew to like a different country to avoid British taxes. They were all coked out. They were in like a bad way, not a cool way, like volume four. Ozzy didn't want to be there. He was hammered the whole time. He was trying to get his other band going. That failed. So that's why he wanted to come back. And it was just like with the band, not good. But I think Iomi and Butler remain pretty strong. And that's why you get a lot of the um, the weirdness. I think that came from just the, the Iomi and Geezer Butler just trying their best to deal with all that. And the, it worked so well on the last couple records to kind of experiment. If you remember Technical Ecstasy, you know, with the Beatles song thrown in the middle, Bill Ward gets, Bill Ward sings on uh, Swinging the Chain, the last song, I think. Um, and I think he does Over to You as well. He, he, he's, on, yeah. he's on at least two of them. Uh, he's done um, that Beatles kind song. What's it yeah, called? It's a similar vibe. So I was, I was thinking yeah. they were just kind of grasping at straws, like what worked in the past and the, for the weirdness and uh, trying to make it a cohesive thing. And it, it really doesn't work as a whole. But some of the songs on here are pretty good. Like Never Say Die is awesome. I love Johnny Blade. I don't care what anybody says. That's one of my favorite Black Sabbath songs ever. That <laughs> song grew on me. Yeah, Johnny for Blade. Some raise, for some reason, it just reminds me of a James Bond film. <laughs> yeah, and I, I get like a Road Warrior kind of vibe from it too. You know, like the, like yeah. the, the Western, like dark character. And um, like the second verse is when Ozzy kind of develops his like, kind of signature Aussie vibe when he, you know, transitioned into being Ozzy Osbourne from Black Sabbath, that like demonic, he goes, you know that Johnny's a spider, like that kind of like fucking weird shit. I think it's great every yeah. time. It makes me laugh every single time. And ridiculous. Uh, Junior's Eyes is about, is a deep, there's a really deep song. It's about Ozzy's dad dying and stuff. So he was going through a lot. It was a, uh, it was, it's a it's a dark song, and if you listen to the lyrics, it's it's uh it's it's not bad. I don't think it's as as great as it could have been at the time, but um, it's they're just trying to do a lot of different stuff on this one and put it together in a way that was not as cohesive as say something like Sabotage or even Technical Ecstasy. Which, if you didn't like Technical Ecstasy and you listen to this, I think Technical Ecstasy seems like a masterpiece if you like really lay them out side by side and and uh, dissect them, but. As with everything, it can't always work out. And that's why there's a lot of jazz weirdness from the background band, kind of because they were just trying to do what they wanted to do with Ozzy, like kind of just fucking it up, really. And that led to them firing him. And this is why this is their last album with Ozzy. This marks the end of an era until 20 years after this. They, they don't get back together with Ozzy for 20 years after this. Uh, Dio comes in next, and that's when me and Adam can debate all day about the Dio era versus the Aussie era, or th that's not an, even just a me and Adam debate. That's a, that's a metal debate in the world of heavy metal. It still goes on all the time. I personally, 
obviously I love the Aussie era, but I have no problem with the Dio era. I think especially yeah. um, the reissues that they, that they just put out, like that you can, I think this week they just came out on like Spotify and Apple Music, like the Mob Rules and the, the Heaven and Hell reissue. Yeah, I've listened to like the um, remastered versions of like volume four. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good too. That's what we're doing next week, by the way, um, to, to, to further... To, to further prolong the Ozzy Osbourne era, we're going to have a little break and we're going to dissect the volume four box set. We filmed the uh, tunes from the crypt unboxing video of me, like taking it apart and uh, reviewing it. And my podcast partner for lips and riffs is going to come on this podcast. And we're going to talk about volume four next. Nice. Week. That's it. But then after that's heaven and hell, baby. And that's when you, that's your time to shine. That's, that's your time to lay down a riff doof warrior. But yeah, Hey, we get ahead of ourselves on this podcast. That's good. It's because Black Sabbath is the gift that keeps on giving. If there's every album, every era, there's something different. There's something for everybody. I'm really interested to see how everyone takes the 80s era after Dio. Oh, the Tony Martin era? Tony Martin era. Yeah. I, I'm a big lover of it in like a kind of a joking way, but, yeah. you know, it, there's a lot of good shit. It's Iomi's the warrior here. He, he kept this band alive through a lot and um a lot of drugs were done and it's it's uh it's it's a it's a feat it's a feat that they that they could really pull that off and uh we we admire them for that but you know this album just reminds me of like it's it's a good message at the end of the day you know it's not the best record but as corny as it is like never say die kind of encapsulates iomi's whole mindset of just leading this band into just directing it to wherever he wanted it to go, wherever he saw throughout everything. It's just never say die, keep going. Like Joe, like you were talking about your race, slash your mindset, whatever. It's just boom, laser beam vision, keep going. It's not even not even an issue. It's not even an option to die. As corny as that is, but that, that's motivating. And uh, especially what all of Black Sabbath's been through, I think we can we can derive some some life lessons from that. And that's why we do this, my friends. Um, if I had to, like I said, if I had to pick a favorite song, Johnny Blade. That's my recommendation to everybody listening. Just <laughs> work out to Johnny Blade, and it's going to be fine. You can probably skip the rest if you're not a huge Sabbath fan. This is one of my Sabbath. I kind of be, yes, yeah, warm up set or something. I kind of become, I, I take on this role of like a Sabbath apologist, I feel like, <laughs> on this podcast. It's just like, it's not that bad, guys. Like, come on, they, you know. Um, but I get it. If you're, not a, if you're not a huge fan, it's probably not your favorite record. And uh, one thing that kind of, kind of bothers me about Sabbath a little bit, especially on this, on this record, is like the artwork is so lame, you know. It's just like this uh, yeah. like jet fighter pilots and so they never really for me sabbath as good as all their music is like the first three album the the first album with the witch in the in the in the you know that setting and then like master of realities classic i think sabbath bloody sabbath is pretty psychedelic and cool other than that they don't really have the greatest artwork and i, th I think they i think they suffer from that i think they could have better artwork especially later in their, in their career. I don't know. That's just like a music nerd thing. I don't really think it matters, but uh, it, it, I feel like never say dies. Artwork should definitely be something like we were like a Johnny blade thing. I don't know. I'm just talking. What would Johnny blade look like? Johnny blade to me is the road warrior with 
a blade, just, just like a knife for a hand, you know, kind of like, like, like ash with the chainsaw, but it's just like a shiny blade. And he just okay. has, has a trench coat with a, you know, like a Kung Lao from Mortal Kombat, like type hat. And it's just a black character. You can kind of see the whites of his eyes if he'll let you. But if you if you see the shine of his blade, you're you're too close. You're going you're going to get cut down. Watch out for Johnny Blade. Watch out, for Johnny Blade. I'm just saying as a as a super uh, as a a super villain on James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> that too. That's a scar running through his eye and like. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. We're on to something, guys. We're going to create Johnny Blade. There's going to be a Johnny Blade Death Comes Lifting design next like, to your, your Doof Warrior. I guess the only thing in, uh, that I thought of was the, the SNL skit, that old SNL skit with Dan Aykroyd when he was trying to sell. Didn't He had a little toy where it was like Johnny Switchblade or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, we're, we're going to do research into this. This Now I'm motivated onto another sidetrack project. But, uh, <laughs> Johnny Switchblade, it was like a G.I. Joe, but, you know, you, you flick the little thing on his hand and a little switchblade comes out, you know, it's for the boys. So. Well, if you don't, if, if I'm late delivering you your uh, workout program for the next couple of weeks, just know that it's because I was, I'm developing that. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doing better things. So, so yeah, don't, no, that's fine. Don't be mad. Okay, good. I'll just good. be bored and I won't know what to do. And it's finally nice outside. So I guess I'll just stand around in the garage. What what is um what, what's your plan workout wise for today? Anything? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. No jack shit. Jack shit stretching jack maybe. Stretching. Yeah, probably go for a walk. I mean, it's nice enough outside. It's super windy, but I mean, it's you know whatever. Oh yeah. That'll Just be cool. Walk maybe some yoga. Watch a little bit of that breathing that flow guy. <laughs> flows great. Breathing flows great, dude. Yeah. Yep dug into some of their other stuff and looked around and uh, honestly out of all of the yoga videos i was looking at and d- doing research trying to learn some more things uh, over the past few months like dude's legit he's great i love him seriously yeah that's i, w- I wouldn't recommend just anybody to you that's not me you know if it's not yeah. he has, has high shoes to fill but oh uh, you know i i get it he's hilarious too and it was in his own weird little way i don't right i totally know what you mean you I, if anybody would appreciate him as much as me it'd be you so it, it's a perfect thing I like the way he tells you to do something he's like you're either gonna like this but if you don't i don't care yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much it's pretty much Tracks it. me up. yoga classes resume next saturday we're gonna do that every saturday if i don't have a horror convention to work we're doing it so everybody listening saturday yoga sessions it's gonna be a good time i haven't figured out um adam you're invited to anytime I know you're working on your exorcist backbends, so no pressure. <laughs> I'm probably going to wait till after my comp, and then I'll try walking down the stairs. I don't want to do it now. I don't want to right. get injured. Yeah, yeah, don't get injured before you comp. What no. is, I, I did want to ask you for uh, going into your competition. What is your diet like? My diet? Yeah. Um, it's 50-50, like post-workout. So it's like, you know, half carbs, half protein. Before, before my workout, I have like a big – Big carb, big carb load, like maybe like two and a half hours prior to my workout, so I let it digest through. What is your preferred like, carb source? What's that? What What is your preferred carb source? Uh, it's either um, it's either like pasta, gangster, pasta, or like oatmeal, some berries, and peanut butter. Are you still doing the vegetarian thing? 
Yeah. I'll, I'll probably go back to eating red meat soon, but I'll eat just maybe like once every few weeks. So you're feeling good. I thought I thought you were doing the vegetarian thing. That's why I was that's why I was asking. I was trying to dig in there. All right. Cool. Nah. So you eat a lot of so it's a lot of carbs for powerlifting. That's that's what I would recommend as well. So good. Yeah. Well, the the new chef that's been working with me on Monday, Tuesday nights, he he does the uh, strongman powerlifting stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling him about my comp, and um, I was telling him my numbers of what I want to hit on the day. And I, and I showed him all my previous records, like my 177 squat. And he 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 saw it and he's like, oh, dude, you'll hit 180 easy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can probably work for that. Yeah, bench press, I showed him my, my max bench at like 95. He goes, oh, you can go close to 100. <laughs> for sure. And for, for all the Americans listening, basically double that because that's in kilograms. Just yeah. side note, side note. <laughs> we- and when he saw it. Huh? Yeah, and then when he saw my 187 kilo deadlift, he's like, "Oh, you can easily hit 200." <laughs> I love it, man. You will. You're gonna take. So my goals. You gotta take videos and send it to us, man. Yeah, I did get an email from them that tell us uh, they for now there won't be any spectators or anyone there apart from maybe like professional uh, photographers due to like the COVID health and safety shit that's going on. But at the moment, it's everything down here is doing all right so it might ease down it might bring in some people so i'm hoping so too it's just shit seems to be loosening up around here too um i know like i said yesterday at the horror convention it was pretty they were pretty tight about it but it was like the first like kind of real event um indoors like that i've i've been to or something like that yeah um, i i I think by that time it, it should be a little more I mean, what the fuck do I know? Don't listen to me. But I hope I'm hoping I'm reading the vibe that it's calming down and, you know, people are getting vaccines, whether I don't know who's has a stance on that. I really don't care. But if it's working for the world, I yeah, sure. If I'm allowed to go see bands or, or go to horror conventions or go to powerlifting competitions, let's do it. I've probably injected worse. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I see how it'll go. I could probably no, I'm not giving away any details. i'll see see how i'll go after this comp and then i might do one maybe towards the end of the year or something like that and then might just call it i'm getting old (laughs) how old are you dude 35 man come on on, dude you look 25 (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's dwayne rock johnson eyes man charming the lady you don't 35 get out of here yeah, I must say, I look freaking starting doing all this shit. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no excuses down there. <laughs> yeah, no excuses at all. Everyone thinks I'm 15, so I just let them think that. <laughs> I tell them I'm, I'm a vampire. I've been 15 for 300 years. <laughs> all right. It's all that beet juice and coffee. Speaking of which, Death Comes Lifting Coffee is coming soon. What else can I promote on here? Death Comes Lifting Coffee, new season of the lift thank you for ordering that adam gork green st patrick's day even though do you guys celebrate st patrick's day in australia oh yeah do you yeah there's a irish pub just up the road from my place like maybe 10 minutes away it will be packed you guys you guys are you guys are good drinkers down there too i bet it's a good time yeah well i don't drink but um yeah we're we're pretty either but i just bet it's yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
I remember back in my drinking days. <laughs> Me too. That's why I don't drink. There's a reason for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do they well, do last them? Thursday was like five years of alcohol free. Oh, dude. Congratulations. That's, that's big, man. Yeah. Do they dye well, all the beer green like they do in, in a lot of places in the States? They'll put on a shitty keg of like, I don't know, Keystone Light or something and just put a bunch of green food coloring in it and sell it for eight bucks. Yeah, in, yeah. A, plastic, in a plastic cup so you can see it or whatever. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. That tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. People still drink it. There's been far too many very unhealthy St. Patrick's Day celebrations in my day. So, this is why I uh, put out health and wellness advice now. And, uh, <laughs> it's season of the lift t shirts for everyone to dig into. Um, uh, the shirts look really rad, man. Looks thanks, cool. man. Um, we'll hook you up with one. You're the best. Uh, we're selling them at a, uh, there's a, I know I've mentioned it before on here, just for anybody listening, if you're in the area, it's called Scare Union Town. It's right by Pittsburgh. They do a haunted house every uh, holiday. So they're having a, a crazy St. Patrick's Day haunted house that I may or may not be playing a hand in selling it there. And they have a Halloween three like Stonehenge kind of Celtic thing going on. So that's kind of what we're we're making it work. I'm hoping to get some good video for uh, for you guys. I think it'll be sweet. Rad. Um, yeah, rad. You guys are rad. Uh, by the way, Judgment Night soundtrack came yesterday, so expect updates on that. That's going to be huge. Got the orange vinyl, and I didn't play it yet. So, haven't played it. Uh, carrying it over. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the moment, and everyone out there, you'll know. You'll know when that happens. Have you listened to? Did you listen to it before? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I've listened to it. Yeah. All right. But yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the vinyl session just so I can like really sit down and, and take it in you know i wish that i had some other wild soundtrack or something to bring this time around but i don't really have anything i've been listening to a lot of the band church of misery lately if either one of you heard of them nope church of misery is a uh this is it's fitting for sabbath sunday because they're kind of like a doomy like sabbath kind of worship band in a way but they're japanese and all their songs are about serial killers, and uh, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Church of Misery rules. Great riffs. Church of Misery, uh, do for you. Yeah, follow. Do it. I think uh, over the next week, I'm planning on catching up on a bunch of horror movies that I've missed over the past. I don't know how long. That are available on a myriad of streaming services because my wife is going out of town and she doesn't really like watching horror movies. So. Right. That's that's how you know you're in when the when the wife's out of town. It's like horror movie time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. No, gone are the days of cocaine and strippers. It's horror movie time when the wife goes out of town. Horror movies and falling asleep at, on the couch at like seven o'clock at night. Hell yeah, that's my life. Yeah, I love it. Great. Wouldn't have it any other way. I, I, I'm bad at watching movies because I always just I have a lot of shit going on. And when I do finally sit down to watch a movie, I, I usually fall asleep. But I just watched one the other day called The Reckoning that uh, Neil Marshall did. If I don't know if you're familiar with him, he uh, The Descent, Doomsday. He uh, it's like a witchcraft movie about in Europe. So it's a, it's a cool take on that. It was really fucking good. It was pretty uh, like slow burning, psychological, like cerebral kind of movie. And I, I, re I really dug it. That was uh the reckoning he made it with his wife it was like a collaboration kind of thing really cool she might your wife might dig that based on that kind of romantic 
Hey man, she's really digging on, she's working on a project right now. Um, and she's reading a lot about uh, witchcraft and uh, all of this kind of crazy folk magic from the Appalachian region of the US and folk magic from around the really around the globe. And yeah, so I mean, she, what's she doing with that? She's working on a book, so. Dude, your wife sounds awesome. Why don't we get her on the podcast? I she wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, well, you could we can, can can we communicate with her through you through a Ouija board? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Maybe well, Hex. <laughs> I will. Uh, I mean, I can ask her, but I uh, I don't know if she would. Uh, she would necessarily, but it's okay. I kind of it's kind of just I just selfishly like want to meet her just because I want to know what's going on. That's all. It's oh. not, I don't have to, I don't have to do it. We don't have to make this public. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fine. I got you. That, that's awesome, though. I mean, she's in the. She sounds witchy in the plants. Yep. Writing books. I mean, that's that's nice yeah. job. Randomly wanting to French braid my hair. You yeah. Know? <laughs> right. That's a, good for you, man. I forget what I was going to say. You sidetracked me with your witchy wife. I had I had something. Put a hex on you. You put a spell on me. What? What's up? We were talking about movies, I think. Movies. The Reckoning. The Reckoning, which is, I don't know, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> it happens. It happens. That's cool. It'll, hit you, in about, it'll hit you in about two hours. And that little man who runs around inside your brain searching for the filing cabinets of what I was trying to think about. I know exactly. Um, I know. I got it. I got it now. Because I feel like your wife would know about this. I don't know really any details about this. I just heard it probably on like the Joe Rogan podcast because whatever. If it's not on the Joe Rogan podcast, does it even exist kind of thing? The Salem witchcraft, like Salem witch trials. Yeah. There's a theory that they were just all on mushrooms. Okay. You know about this. Um, I've never heard that they were on mushrooms. I thought or it's it was like a fungus that was growing on some sort of wheat. That like yeah. fucked them up, and they were like thought that the like witches were real because of all that. It, it was oh man, you're gonna. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was apparently they thought that there was a certain type of yeah fungus that grows on a on a wheat that could make people a little yeah, crazy. and uh, that could have driven uh, a lot of people toward um, you know all of those thoughts because yeah cause people to go into convulsions and sure. do all those good things but you know of course those people were also just terrible and they hated women so that could be a thing too like the combination of both of those things is probably what happened yeah but then, I, I think that is one of the prevailing like main theories of right what really going on and that's super interesting yeah so ask your wife about it oh she'll give, give her information yeah, take notes and then report back. Absolutely. Yeah, she's looked into, oh man, she's been studying like witch trials and things like that for uh, a little while. Yeah. And there's even all sorts of weird little witch trials from different European like pockets that, you know, you don't really hear about very often, but it was just rampant, you know, in that time period. So, I don't know. Yeah, crazy shit. I love it. Okay, so get that information from your wife. Report back yeah. next week. It's volume four and mushrooms and witch trials, and that's all gonna fit in a in a nice, comfortable circle with that. 
Witch Trials, Mushrooms, and Sabbath. Handled next week. (laughs) That's your homework, Joe Smith. Your homework, Adam Gorak, is to keep fucking killing it and report back on all your progress. Boys, I love you. I'm going to get out of here. Double fist bump. Always a pleasure. Never say die. Never say die. Don't do it. Not even once. Don't even think about it.